Ripe for Revolution is first and foremost a book about the history of socialism, particularly since 2008, as confidence in the existing system of neoliberal capitalism has diminished and the desire for an alternative has grown, especially among younger people in developed countries. Socialism has once again been proposed as a more ideal political and economic model. However, despite the increasing popularity of the term, few people understand what it actually means or implies in terms of policy. Part of this gap is that we lack an adequate history of socialism. History of capitalism is a growing and dynamic field that enables us to examine how capitalist institutions and practices have evolved. One of the key lessons is that capitalism in practice is very different from capitalism in theory. While in theory, capitalism is about free markets and efficient pricing, in reality, capitalism has been marred by violence, coercion, racism, and imperialism. Part of the difficulty in developing a history of socialism is that many claim that real socialism has never existed, but this is not a historical claim. Socialism, like capitalism, is not the same in theory as in practice. And as historians, if we want to understand the practice and evolution of socialism, we must examine it historically, as it has actually been. <clears throat> Writing a history of socialism means grappling with the relationship between ideology and policy. It is the gap between what socialist thinkers have written and what socialist states have implemented that produced the claim that real socialism has never existed. But this is based on a misunderstanding of what ideology is and how it translates into practice. Ideology is a systematically simplified method of understanding reality that facilitates judgment and action. Reality itself is paralyzing in its complexity. What ideology does is provide a framework for picking out the important facts from the unimportant ones, allowing someone to understand the world and create a narrative about it. That does not mean that ideology dictates the outcome of the policy process, just that it shapes the understanding of the world in which the policy process takes place. This conception of how ideology works is crucial to understanding the evolution of socialism. One of the key claims of the book is that socialism has evolved over time through a process of experimentation, a process of trial and error. Marx originally envisioned socialist revolution as taking place in the most advanced industrial countries. That meant that capitalism would develop the forces of production, factories, technology, and so on, and a new socialist state could simply take them over. But in the post-colonial world, those factors of production did not yet exist. Economies were largely agricultural, cities and working classes were small, and there was no politically organized proletariat or communist party. Consequently, socialists had to work to develop a model of transition to socialism that could work for countries which did not yet have the preconditions for socialism envisioned by Marx. This required flexibility and imagination in applying socialist ideology. My book covers this process of experimentation over the chronological and geographical space of the Cold War through the stories of five countries, Indonesia, Chile, Tanzania, Angola, and Iran. These countries, two in Asia, two in Africa, one in Latin America, were all seen as paradigmatic cases of revolutionary socialist transformation that attracted global attention for a time. Their stories are more like episodes than cases because they build on one another sequentially. Transitioning to socialism in these countries meant answering questions like, how should a country transition from agriculture to industry in a socialist way? Should political or economic conditions shift first? Was democracy an obstacle to socialism or a facilitator? How could one promote an ideology based on class in places where oppression and liberation were understood in terms of nation, ethnicity, and race? How should socialists, believers in an ostensibly atheist ideology, deal with societies where religion played an important social, cultural, and political role? 
Finding a model of socialism that would work for the developing world meant finding answers to these questions. As I trace these efforts to find a workable model of socialism for the developing world, I point to three key legacies of the ways in which socialism evolved through this process of experimentation during the Cold War. The first was an increasing shift towards the incorporation of markets. While socialism in the Soviet Union had been built initially on the basis of central planning, over time, socialists around the world increasingly came over to the view that markets, including private property and trade and even foreign investment, could serve to develop economies faster and more efficiently than state planning. This implied a second legacy. If markets were to be incorporated in socialist states, those states needed to be run by disciplined Leninist parties so that small-scale capitalism would not get out of control and take over the political process. Consequently, the relationship between economics and politics was turned on its head. Instead of economic conditions determining political ones, politics was now supreme and determinative of economic trajectory. This evolution has meant that to this day, there are still many Leninist single-party regimes in power, especially in Southern Africa, though they no longer necessarily claim to be socialist. The third legacy is that socialists came to embrace narratives of identity, especially centered around ethnicity, race, and religion, as sources of political mobilization against Western imperialism. These three legacies have continuing significance in the way that they shape our current socialist imagination in terms of how people understand liberation and oppression and how to organize and implement an alternative to capitalism today. The socialism of both the present and the future cannot be understood without reference to socialism's past evolution.